0: Welcome to your favorite YouTube channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. Got a good one for you today, but first, a couple pieces of business. The Tober prompts continue. Thank you guys so much for participating and uh, sharing these images that you create and sending them our way. The Nintendo prompt just happened not too long ago and that was uh, as fun as we expected. Uh, But listen, don't let your energy powder out. Keep with the prompts, keep tagging us, and we'll share as many of these as possible. We're a daily YouTube channel with more than 1,500 views in our filmography. Make sure you uh, search around the channel. Hit the magnifying glass on the front page. Search for your favorite comics and check out those episodes. We also have a Patreon, and the King Kfabers on our Patreon. Get all the videos before anybody else. They're hanging out with us in the chat room right now. They have access to an archive of about 25 videos that we've yet to release right now, so they get to jump on the Kayfabe effect. Without further ado, Jimmy, let's take a look at Gilbert Hernandez's Uh, masterpiece Julio's Day Uh, that is a collection of uh, some stuff that he was serializing in volume two of uh, the Love and Rockets series. Jimmy I have a uh, I have a out of circulation library copy and I'm going to tell you why. I've given this book out
1: maybe six times. I have a new copy, but the first time I read this was a, a library copy, and it was one of the few library takeouts where it's like, you know what? I want that on my shelf because yeah. I went and bought a copy.
0: Yeah, that's so good, man. I, I've given this book out. This is probably the comic that I've given out most in terms of like like I get it on the shelf, and I'm so excited by it, and there are people who have that kind of mentality that I just know would be into. They would, they would sort of
1: get it, and I'm just like, you have to just take it. I'll get another one. That's great. I always uh, advocate for giving out comics. The comic I've given out the most, Donna Matrix.
0: <laughs> so there was this. Uh, it's it's an interesting exercise that is uh, that is done within the pages of Julio's Day, and it's not too too far off from the Chris Ware lint chapter of Rusty Brown, which is in the Big Rusty Brown book. It's issue number twenty, of the Acme Novelty Library, and uh, it's this idea of doing a single story that encompasses the entirety of, uh, of a character's lifespan. Now, Lent is a more formal exercise where it's more rigid in its construction, where each page is a moment within a year of that character's life. So if the comic is 70 pages, the guy's 70 years old, and you get a little snapshot uh, from a day in the life, you know, taking the Frank King gasoline alley thing with the characters who age in real time, to an extreme the difference being that one page is one year rather than one page is one day like gasoline alley
1: you it, pulling that out makes me think this is a future episode
0: has to be has to, i mean this is a masterpiece comic each yeah. of these individual acme novelty self-published books and the fantagraphics i mean let's be honest episode worthy episode <laughs> worthy yeah we, we we've not done enough chris ware that is to be sure now julio's day Uh, It's it's not as rigid in its construction where sometimes a single moment might correspond with like three pages Mm -hmm. of of comics. But you are getting the entirety of Julio's life, who I think gets to be 100 years old. And uh, it's these very, very small snapshots of the character's life that builds a very rich tapestry of a town of an entire family. These are your players involved. It's Gilbert Hernandez' masterful use of comic shorthand that that creates a situation where it's never ever confusing. Uh, it's so good to have this key here because one of the things that Gilbert does, you know, Julio being the main character, you just follow the hair patterns, right? And 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 you see that uh, that he that he's aging. You never see another character that has this kind of hair, uh, and that that's throughout the
1: entire comic this does feel like comics 101 by gilbert like you could teach a lecture on this page totally you know you you watch like his mother aging and stuff and it's like one one line two lines three lines you know it's just the simplest cartoon language and and it's fantastic it's one of the things he excels at although i'm going to argue throughout this book that he actually excels at the visual part you know just drawing and visual absolutely side and i think he's known as a writer you know and he does a lot of these different genres and different explorations writing wise like he's kind of all over the place in the in the stuff that he writes and you know you could have your favorite book could be gilbert hernandez and then like you could discount like half of his output because it's different genres because he is so adventurous as a writer and i mean i commend him for that it makes it very exciting as a fan totally
0: so page one is day one uh, but page two you see little julio has has more hair than he did as a baby. So clearly, some time has passed, which, you know, that's, there's a creative challenge to that. Like, it's still a baby, but you put more hair on its head, and that indicates a passage
1: of time. He does a lot of these, like, long shots, too, that I really like. Stuff like this, where, where it's pulled back almost, I would compare it to, like, Mobius, who I think of as doing very long shots. It becomes very important once
0: we start seeing yes.
1: uh, deaths take place. Absolutely. Uh, you.
0: This is a family, and families are complicated. Uh, so you have... Uh, pervert uncles you have cousins and and siblings who uh think you're a piece of shit but onward and upward man we keep seeing uh Julio this is not Julio but we keep seeing Julio get bigger and bigger as time goes by and the family dynamics are, are kind of uh constructed pretty quickly and once again more simple cartoon language like this girl she's not too happy with little Julio He's finding his or place, with Uncle Juan, yes, and Uncle Juan. He's is he a pervert? Like, is he a sadistic uh, creep? Like, thankfully, it's not it, it's explicit uh, in what Uncle Juan does, but he is definitely a bad actor for sure. Uh, so Julio, not only do we figure out what his dynamic is within the family, we fi- figure out what his dynamic is within the town. So, there are other kids in the town that he's kind of interacting with, he's more soft. Uh, gets bullied a touch. Fortunus KFave is brought to you by the books that we make. The Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus is out sooner than later. It's going to be in your stores, but it's not going to be there for long. Scoop it up. X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback coming to you in November. There are two trade paperbacks of Red Room out there right now. Trigger Warnings and the Social Network with Crypto Killers trade paperback coming to you in January. Jimmy has a few copies of Hulk grand design at stores right now, but it is sold out at the publisher level. So if you see it, scoop it up. Jimmy's going to be having a big sale October 26th with a bunch of self-published stuff, including, including true crime funnies, the 1986 zine that has been available nowhere. uh, So this will be the first time you get your hands on it and the BW zine. And of course, final order cutoff is coming soon for street angel princess of poverty trade paperback which is going to collect all of jimmy's street angel comics that are not in street angel deadliest girl alive which you also should have on your racks right now or get it now that we're done paying the bills back to the video uh in this town you got a guy that that has a touch of uh, some kind of affliction he has kind of seizure fits and you know his narrative plays plays a part and i i think that uh i think that when you when you're uh developing a town like there, there's a guy like this man there was a guy that we used to call the captain who used to come out even when my mom was small and he would wave a stick uh like in it in his front yard and then you know 30 years later like i'm a kid and i see him like waving the stick and then it gets to the point where there's going to be a day where the captain is not waving the stick out right. in his front yard and that means that that he's
1: not ambulatory or something it's so weird, it's almost like a community celebrity, totally, yeah, we had a guy that we called tongue man, and whenever I was in high school we were i can't remember what this subject was, but one of my classmates did a paper on him because he was like this local you know i don't want to celebrity's probably the wrong word, but we all knew him,
0: yeah, like a landmark figure man we we have uh we have in uh in pittsburgh we have the uh the can man uh who Rides around and has like a little trailer and it collects all the uh, right the pop cans Julio's in school a little bit bigger Uh, Throughout you're getting little bits of uh, his personality. So what what Gilbert is doing? He's got a massive Responsibility with this comic. This is no this is a tall order because you're developing a town Everybody has their own agency It has to fit in with with Julio's story. He has to have his own personality uh, you have to choose the right moments because it's not clear. This isn't, this is, you know, comics language 101, but it's not, it's not comics language preschool, which has captions that say, meanwhile, two years later, all of that kind of Marvel comics, DC comics stuff.
1: Yeah, it's almost like Palomar, but as a um, a family rather than like a whole town, even though we get some of the town in here and some ancillary characters around, but it's it's almost like a more focused version, you know, maybe a smaller cast. Totally time being a bigger piece maybe or, or something like that
0: soft little boy appreciates the birds up there this is
1: a brutal uh brutal scene like reading this it really felt <laughs> like something to me totally because a couple of things happen as we go through this scene one is these guys are bullies and yeah. you know easy to relate to understand that but they're bullying julio in a lot of ways destroying his book from school that the big production was made about you know, keep this book intact. This <laughs> is you're, you're trusted with this.
0: That unlocked a core memory because I remember when the, you know, government-issued textbooks would come out. We would have to look at them just like you do when you rent a car and note dings and graffiti Yes. Because if, if uh, more gets added to the book and it's not kind of accounted for, your mom might have to pay $40, and that's a chunk of her fucking paycheck in my, in my neighborhood. Like, you are in trouble, and your family might be in trouble if uh, they got to shell out money that they don't have for these books. So so that unlocked a core memory
1: that I completely forgotten. It's it's handled well here. It feels very stressful, you know? Like yeah. It seems like Julio cares about it. It's easy to recognize that, and so that's one piece. Then the other piece, as we go further through, is physical abuse. Julio goes on, and... um. You know i don't want to i don't want to step on it before we get it's there all good but the final piece then those birds that those bullies started out tackling are added to the mix of like julio's kind of like super traumatic day and uh like just uh,
0: awful let's let's suffer more indignities now you're going to get beat up at home forget for being a soft punk at uh at school so you're getting it from all angles
1: yeah, and Julio is somewhat vanilla throughout this. It's almost like he's kind of our guide into this story. Yeah. You know, like a lot of the characters that surround him siblings, and aunts, and uncles, and townspeople, a little bit more colorful than H- Julio. You know, like he's just kind of our guide through this hundred years.
0: Yeah, he's the uh, interlocutor character. Uh, another, there are two characters who are on every page, and there's a touch of humor with the other person being Julio's mom who outlives Julio, and he gets to be a hundred. This is a period where, like, Gilbert I was, was say, doing like, a lot of this. other stuff is,
1: is, like, setting yeah. is, is a character, you know, and you're really seeing it here with weather, and we'll see it more as the uh, book unfolds. Jimmy,
0: I wonder if these are the skies. These are the skies, Ed. <laughs> We had a conversation
1: this week, guys. We were talking about drawing skies, and I was like, oh, man, I just read something. You had read Crumb and was, like, taking stuff from the skies, and I was like, I just read something that had really great skies. This was the book. Totally. And what he's using is 100% it's rapidograph. It's that deadline
0: that has no bleed to it from a, a rapidograph tech pen
1: right and this comes down to the artwork that i that i find gilbert's art really amazing because i it is simple in some ways and i think that he works kind of fast yeah. you know like using a rapidograph for instance instead of a dip pen be a little bit faster and i think that he suffers for that and also because he's paired with jaime and Jaime's, you know one of the all-time great artists don't sleep on gilbert he is a master of black and white of all of these textures and of mood you know things that are Almost like the subtlest of drawings, you know, like something like this. Damn. Right. When he when he busts out the thick brush, you know this
0: is there's there's magical realism to Gilbert Hernandez in this story included, and there are these like worms that that uh, create a, a weird disease, and these and and the, the worms are like these mudworm things that are, like are in these structures. Like this is not. Uh, this is. This looks like piles of poop. You know, like like some big
1: mud mud balls. Makes sense though when you think of like mud slides, piles of poop not too far off from (laughs) from, you know, if you're gonna describe it to somebody. But it's another one of those tough scenes where like that farmer's there and he's got three cows under there that are that are mooing. Right. You know, like they're not dead yet and what are you gonna do? (laughs) Literally tons and tons of dirt have now covered them. And reading this, like I, I keep thinking, you know, like that's two very traumatic moments now that we've seen and maybe three if you count Uncle Juan disappearing with Julio somewhere in the woods early on. It feels like this is life right like life is is hard like we're all gonna die in the end and you know you're gonna lose people along the way I wonder how this is received if I read this when I'm 23 you right. know, it'd be a totally different experience than reading it now where it's like all right I'm halfway through maybe if I die naturally right and that perspective just makes a lot of sense and, totally. and you know probably this is uh, Gilbert creating this I think this is 10 years ago or so you know it's a it's a guy who's lived quite a bit and uh, reflecting on that and you capture that of like as life progresses you know you're gonna lose it all in the end right
0: yeah you know what's crazy is i think it's much more than 10 years like this collection is a, uh, is, is 10 years old but but i think those issues yeah. were from the odds. uh Kurtzman vibes with yeah. uh with this this brush that he's slinging in and, and with the uh just beautiful compositions
1: you know who else jesse marsh mm. using that big fat brush on like nature
0: right uh, the the pops man Julio's dad finds some worms in his
1: uh, more trauma
0: in his burrito and immediately is affected by these little shits man he is a, he is a sick man this is the grossest panel ever this is yeah, this is. is a call to uh, to blubber I think man like uh, the body horror of, of, of that comic
1: Justice spread like him all swallowed up with those fat fingers great cartooning to express like this dude is sick yeah.
0: Happens onto some guy's land uh, who, you know, is is one of those kind of old codgers. You know, the town uh, exile, basically. So, like, uh, you know, you could imagine that towns like these would, would have that guy that has the thatched hut with a kooky wife. And they look like ripped straight out of Rory Hayes comics.
1: As a, as a cartoonist, Ed, how hard is it to take your character and, like, bloat him? Right. Oh, man. It looks effortless here, too.
0: They get the swelling down a bit. But he is he is not unaffected uh, it, it It carries on through life, and it turns out that it becomes kind of uh hereditary. like he, he passes on the worm to his family.
1: Yeah, and those people that help him that he that he stumbles into, the wife suggests that it's uh, his wife was poisoning him right <laughs> which is not the case, but it's funny to see that kind of paranoid uh, worldview put, put on top of it.
0: The pop's getting Ugh. getting more and more jacked up along the way and then kind of like. Getting better, probably passing out for some time, uh, and then and then finds his family. Look at those white silhouettes, and and we know who they all are because it's been established. You don't need to draw anymore. We know exactly who they are. There's there's that hill again, that
1: very very important hill. Becomes such a we recognize it so strong as like his home place. He's gonna live there this whole book, and it becomes more and more you know, a piece a piece of uh, the storytelling. This is great, though, as three panels to me because you get the distended belly and I feel like this is roadkill, swelling right. up in the sun. But you also get the time passage of sun and moon. Yeah. Great, great cartooning in that sense. You know, no words, three panels. I don't think you could tell it more efficiently.
0: So our fella that, that gets the fits, He's going off to he's going off to war and looks handsome. Does he not look like barefoot Gen manga types? Like there's manga in that face, dude.
1: That whole panel kind of has it, even with the little kid faces.
0: And the writing of the story has manga vibes to it. It's it's traditionally set up with you know the American grids and stuff. You know, there's not the hyperbole of Shonen Jump, but the brevity of the dialogue and the way you could breeze through it. This took be an hour to read.
1: Yes, you know. Makes me wonder if he's reading a lot of manga. I yeah. mean, they, those guys are famous for like reading kind of all kinds of comics. Makes me wonder if some manga crossed their path at some point around here.
0: Gilbert is a guy who utilizes uh, dark humor. Mm-hmm. We'll say, man, uh, and there are some great bits of dark humor in this comic, man. There's the uh, a little foresh- foreshadowing, right? You got, you got Julio and his like little bumpkin buddy this is another piece that gilbert does often in this comic where you have the white-haired person you know the blonde and you have the brunette so that you could easily tell certain characters apart it'll happen with age after a while also
1: the way he plants the idea of uh juan's bad acting it's so ominous you know right julio's sister is constant like she's on to him more than any of the other kids
0: you get the sense that that she's been victimized by by the guy you know she she knows she knows exactly what's going on so here's her guy coming back from war
1: yeah and even that is set up in kind of a i hate to say humorous way but maybe a black comedy where the guy's like they sent him home after he had a a fit in combat and it's like on one hand maybe that just means you know he had a seizure and they and they decided he was unfit and it's like no that's not that's not what happened when he had that fit (laughs) it's terrible reminds me of the metallica one video
0: yeah exactly Johnny's got his gun. Look at this page of textures. Just
1: fascinating. That's another manga. It feels manga-esque. Totally. You know, just having, let's capture the atmosphere, you know, the, the passing of seasons and time. And I, w- I would wonder if this is in that The eleven Rockets issue. Maybe. Yeah, it could be, but it, it would make sense if you were trying to keep your, your page turns a certain way. Maybe you do have to put a page here or there, but it's good for the idea of the theme of the book, you know, just this passage of time. It's another way to show that. And there's a lot of those. You could go through this book and count those like that sun moon transition. Right.
0: So the town bullies, there's some sadistic little creeps, man. Uh, That's kids. Of, of, the, of the Harmony Corinne class of kids, I would say, though, because they're taking the, you know, the town gimp and, and taking his clothes off and taking him out into the woods. Or maybe not. Maybe they're just uh, happening upon him. And the guy's trying to uh, escape because he can't talk. Right. And we find out there's a big revelation where that character is concerned.
1: Hmm. It's such a disturbing character design and idea all around.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, I think, you know, as a kid, you know, I stopped going to church age five, six. And you go to church and you're seeing the people of the town. And there are a couple people that might have their mouth agape 100% of the time. As a little kid, you're just staring. (laughs) You just see it and your parents nudge you and say, quit looking, quit staring. Uh, there's dad. He's clearly affected by, uh, by those damn worms some years back. And you notice like more gray in the temples. You know, he had pure black hair earlier. Uh, there's more salt and pepper built in there. And uh, this is the last time you get to see him. And he is now officially, when we think of dad, he is just this little cross that's on
1: that hill. About behind the house, gruesome depiction of his passing, and I feel like that's stuff that I would see as a kid, like an old person, yeah, who was expiring, a you know, great grandparent, maybe or, yeah. uncle or something like that, and maybe with some medical ailments. And that's there's it's, no dignity, it's not pretty, there's
0: no dignity whatsoever in it. Yeah, and his whole
1: family, they're like, like staring, like you talk about the person at church with their mouth open, it's not different than what's happening here, it's just this is a loved one that's you know can't really not see great rain effects too where the house is just like washed away in the uh brush strokes
0: right julio's older now he's got his little pencil mustache
1: and we could stop here and just be amazed at the evolution physically of julio in the story so far right because it's uh, i think of it as like animals whenever you see them as little like baby animals versus like the grown-up dog compared to the puppy it's such a contrast you know it could almost be two different beings and you get it with julio here
0: yeah absolutely he's got his friend too and uh they're you know spoilers on a 10 uh, year old collection he's he's a closeted gay dude and has has uh feelings for this guy here who may or may not be a gay guy as well uh and upon a second reading like you kind of see all the homeworks you see all
1: you see all the affections towards the kid there's mama getting older you should comment too like. This storm has basically wiped out their crop. It's an agricultural community, at least these these characters. That's how they're making their living. And this place, it's not like it's great land. You right. know, it's a struggle. And so, like, there is this push of characters are leaving, and Julio doesn't. And if he would, you know, in, in some ways, you get to see the contrast with the characters who do leave and maybe come back and we get an appearance or hear about, and Julio doesn't do that. It's, uh, again, like, it just it just feels very real. Totally. Uh, here goes Uncle Juan again, man,
0: getting a hold of a naked baby, uh, a and, and, and naked little nephew, and you just know that uh, no good is going to come from it.
1: Yeah, and that's Julio's sister grown up now with the babies and uh, does not suffer Uncle Juan. And he still gets his fucking hooks <laughs> into the kid, man. That's the disturbing part, and I feel like if you know people like him, like if you've had that around family or maybe friends of family or something, they do. Like they're, they 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 they. it was treated put that persistence to something positive it'd right. be amazing they could do anything, but it's like as you call a bad actor it's 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 disturbing
0: when and it was just treated so differently even in, in our lifetimes I, I remember as a kid there was this like youth league that uh yeah hey, man I, it was cool to play play uh softball in the off hours of school with with the homies in the neighborhood and stuff, and it was run by this guy who like my parents even knew, like, yeah, he he fucks with kids, man. He touches kids. Everybody knew, and it's just like, well, don't be alone with him, is right. a, is what they would say. Like, uh, there's nothing to do to the guy. Just don't don't be alone with him. And we were tough on the kids that that like yes. would would get messed with by him, because like that dude would come by, take him out of class and shit. Like, he's the long dead now, but uh, he would take him out of class and stuff, and and we we would just be like, man, you're a punk. It, it was it was crazy it's, it's
1: nuts that that's how it used to be <laughs> yeah. and it was like everybody wanted it not to be true to the point of like we'll just ignore all kinds of stuff
0: right but the girl man she once again suffers no fools. she she is hyper vigilant but you can't be around your kids a hundred percent of the time you gotta you gotta live like you gotta do things she put them in the hands of uh you know a trusted family member and that guy allowed uh allowed uncle juan to have, her husband to have some access I see and so this is you know this right here another marvelous piece of Gilbert cartooning because you don't see anything you don't see what it is but something something ominous is happening on the other side of this mud pile and it's bad enough that they are fucking uh they're gonna kick this dude's ass uh big mudslide and of course the one set of hands that comes out of that is, is Uncle Juan, of course. Everybody else is toast. And you know what? That
1: was another one of those scenes that a lot of manga in there, but also masterful cartooning, like when they're in the woods and it's silhouettes. and It is it is astonishing just looking at the cartooning chops.
0: It's it's a Garo manga. Like, like when you look at the uh, key of... Okay, you know what? This is real good because I have it real close. When you look at the key of young Julio... Like, it is not far from the work of uh, Yoshihira Tsuji.
1: Fantastic.
0: Right? Like, look at that.
1: I mean, it's almost one for one. I see it again and again. Backgrounds, pacing. It, it's, there's so much in here that feels that way. It makes me wonder if he had discovered the manga that? and that was one of the influences on this story. It feels like it's almost built that way. Now,
0: this, this artist is in that second volume of, of Raw. Like, that's where we first discover him. He's in the, the, the Juiced Swart cover. I think that's issue number two, volume two. Back to our story. So now there's three crosses up on the hill. I, I, I couldn't get over this comic, Jimmy. Like, check checking this thing out uh, the, this, this past week. It made me want to, like, put it on my bucket list. Like, I got to do one of these.
1: I love it so much. And again, all these moments of just sublime artwork. You know, the, the, almost misty, where you see that hill in the distance, but the white underneath, it's just that mist coming off, that fog in the morning. Right.
0: This is this is another... It, so much of this rings so true. You know these people, you have your own analogs in your life. I, I have friends uh, this, this exact way. Julio's coming up with this kid. And uh, the little freckle-faced bumpkin boy... He's talking all this big talk about what he's going to do, how he's going to escape the town, how he's going to accomplish all this other stuff. He's not going to be like uh, his, his parents. He goes nowhere.
1: It's all bluster. And then Julio's younger brother, Benjamin, who's been an interesting contrast to Julio throughout. You know, like he was the guy who's taken money from the bullies and given it back to the kids that, that stole it. Very uh, kind of personable character, much more influential than Julio in a lot of ways. He's going off to war now. And we're going to see several wars throughout this book because it's 100 years. Right. a lot of wars in this time period.
0: Yeah, that first one, we were talking about the Kaiser.
1: So that was World War I. We're going off to World War II now. And what do we do? You're going off to war. Let's remind you what can happen there. Right. You know, this is the, if you own a motorcycle, you get to hear about how everybody (laughs) knows the person who crashed and died on their motorcycle. Right. And um, there's Mama. You know,
0: even in 42, she's old as fuck. And then there's that one girl in the town who's like... uh, who's like a, what do you call it? Like a Florence Nightingale kind, yes. of, kind of character who goes off the war, like pays her own way to just uh, be a nurse or
1: something. And she says it in the very beginning when they're in school and it's, what do you want to grow up and be? And she wants to be a nurse. Oh, that's and cool. It, and it makes me think, you know, like there are, there are like almost uh, the way you're wired for certain professions. Like I cannot imagine being a nurse. Blood <laughs> makes me squeamish for a thousand reasons. I would be awful. But there are other people I know who it's almost like a calling. Every
0: uh, school crossing guard's a fucking narc. They grow up to be some kind of narc. <laughs> every home on it. Yeah, I was gonna say they were fucking, a hall monitors. Yeah, they, fucking narks.
1: Yeah. Some some new textures that we haven't seen of these like cloudy, uh, you know, night type skies.
0: So you're saying that uh, Gilbert Hernandez is a
1: climate change guy? I'm saying that dude <laughs> gets every mile out of the brush that you could possibly get. You show me the texture that's not in this book that uh, that Gilbert's pulling out here.
0: There's our nurse girl, and she's uh, trying to work with the poor guy. He's always trying to, what he's doing, he's trying to escape. He can't communicate.
1: He really is Johnny's got his gun. And and it's part of that theme of like trying to get out, You know, trying to get beyond this town that you're born into. That It makes a lot of sense for me. I grew up in a town like that where it was like, if you wanted opportunity, you were going to get out of school and move away. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, we're seeing his hair get whiter and whiter. And now there's a new generation uh, cropping up. That's what we saw with uh, old man uh, Juan,
1: with the, with the little kids. There's young boys growing up. You know what, go back one page, because this is, this is a wild piece. So this is Julio's uh, sister, right, I believe? Yeah, yeah. And um, she's talking to the guy who had been wounded so badly in World War One, and says, it's not your fault, mister. People got you mixed up, and now you're here. Your real family will find you one day and take you home and it's like what do you what what is that and of course we're gonna see that come around you know what
0: it's 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 a
1: uh, it's this page it's a very oh, it's a very next I didn't page realize it was the very next page right okay
0: yeah yeah i'm so glad you made us uh sort of pump pump the brakes on that man and go back because I was yeah this, it was, this much was later on me too but... yeah but so so this is the guy that and and another great cartooning piece right they look you could see how one could be confused but there's certain facial things like his face is a little fuller yes uh there's there's you know there's differences the the eyes maybe you know uh th- but, it, but a
1: great little it's fantastic and, and you know and they say it so well in the dialogue like he's been here 20 years yes. you know and, and julio's sister's been saying it this whole time or at least for a while and it's still like 20 years it really captures again the idea of like this is many lives passing right in, a, in, the, in the scope of reading this book and i mean comics not very many have that sort of grand epic. It's 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 pretty
0: harrowing epic is the word for for this kind of story and uh, the interesting thing is it's a seri it's a series of it's character studies. You know, if we were to explain it in a reader's digest kind of version, I don't know that you could do it justice. No. Uh, you it, it it might even it might even run the risk of sounding boring. And uh, we have to do this big deep dive to just illustrate how just incredible a comic it is, and we gotta we gotta wean you guys off that superhero teat a little bit.
1: <laughs> but you know what? I stand by that part on uh, on that intro page where I said you know you could teach a class on this because what this is is give all of your characters agencies and arcs and treat them all with this kind of dignity of having what is their story. If we're going to cover a hundred years, many of these characters are going to be born and die in that span. Treat them appropriately.
0: Yeah, and I guess this is the uh, sister. You know she uh, she caught a little bit of the gimmicks from from her from her pops. Now she's buried up on the hill right next to him.
1: Yeah. You see, uh, now Benjamin and Julio both lost their losing their hair or lost their hair.
0: Right. Right, and uh, and 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 Ben has got the got the dad
1: disease, man. Mm, that's another brutal quarry scene.
0: There's our Florence Nightingale going off to Korean War this time. So now we're able to tell the passage of time by, by which war. Uh, that, that's one of those strokes that I wonder if that's something that... Because that, uh, it's, it's, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, is that something that Gilbert kind of builds in early on in the construction where, you know, another piece of telling the passage of time is, is the wars? Because it's, it's, like you said, it's built in with the girl early and then we get to see all the way up to uh, Vietnam.
1: Man, it's a great it's a great time marker, and the mother again, with her back to the family portrait, now has buried two of her children. Yeah, and her husband. It's again, life is hard. Julio Tomas is was the little boy that uh,
0: Uncle Juan got his hands on.
1: I think that's a bird in the background,
0: just a little. <laughs> now, now we got. Now we got a conspiracy. We got some intrigue and stuff happening, man. Uh, where we have uh, Julio Tomas, man. With uh, I get no. Is this his sister? I
1: think it must be his sister's
0: daughter. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she's setting him off to uh, to lunch, and you're curious, right? Because like he's going to lunch, but he's given a lunch, and he's eating at a taco place. He takes the lunch to. Another social pariah. See, we saw the pariahs earlier. We saw the exiles earlier. It's almost like there's a new guy taken up in that little shack, and it's uh, Uncle Juan. And, right. and Uncle Juan is he's, he's that, you know, that stuff that like you hear the cops talk about whenever they have to talk with these like, sick fucks who uh, is making excuses for his bad behavior and shit. And uh, Julio Tomas is rolling with the punches. And you're like, wow, he's sympathetic to this old fuck. But guess what? He's not, man. Those uh, Chekhov's uh, blue worms, don't build them into act one if uh, they don't pay off some point in the future. They got the best of uh, Uncle Juan uh, in the spirit of mom who
1: passed. Yeah, and you see see daughter now visiting mom's grave and saying, we got him. Yeah. He's not going to hurt anyone else. Wow.
0: Time passage with fashions you know, it's the hippie era. Our girl's going off to Vietnam now. And we see, dude, the age is starting to show on our guys. Uh, Julio, he's getting a a patchy mustache, like a a little gray in the temples. His little hillbilly friend got some lines on his jibs.
1: You know what's disturbing is uh, we have have him saying, my grandkids are ready to enlist, but since they're four, five, and seven, the war will be over by then i hope <laughs> afghanistan was 20 years yeah you know those kids could have been 20 24 25 and 27 by the end of that one
0: continuing the friendship uh between
1: julio and, and his
0: his uh his freckle-faced homeboy but they never consummate the relationship they, they kind of keep it keep it at a distance they say very very close friends but you know julio
1: is a closeted gay fella yeah, and it's a really painful bit of dialogue that his friend puts out there. The only thing I ever did right was uh, was get married, raise a family. If I had stayed a bachelor like you, I would have died of loneliness for sure. And it's like, how do you think Julio's feeling right now, buddy? <laughs> that's a tough... That's a, that's a People do that all the time, too. It's one of those great observed kind of bits of dialogue. Right. Because people do it, they don't think about it at all. Yeah, and and I'm guilty of it as well. But it's a very human thing. And
0: and there's there's Julio at, at the passing of uh, Tommy. I guess, uh, really sad man. Completely beside himself. That essentially the love of his life that he was ever never able to express or anything. I mean, Tom Tommy's a straight guy. Uh, has passed. So that's like one of those very harrowing, sad things. Now we have that kind of thematic transition right where you have old man julio you flip the page and then you have his his uh, young counterpart basically a little nephew or or a you know great grand nephew or however you call that kind of growing up and this young kid is not going to make the mistakes that uh julio made uh so as he grows up and he grows up quick you know we don't got so many pages left But he grows up quick and he's charming you know because he's he's dapper he has got the cool threads he's got the good hair he's well groomed and all the chicks like him but they're just saying something uh you know he he ain't feeling it he ain't feeling it and he is going to split at uh his his earliest convenience clearly spelled out that he's a gay fella there ain't gonna linger on that thanks to the uh, youtube algorithms and whatnot (laughs) Uh, but he's he splits off. He heads off to the big city. Goes to King Cock to to bartend a little bit. And has uh, you know has has loves have has losses is is that kind of um, seeker type character? Has the balls to split? Has the balls to, you know, traverse K one. <laughs> I think we saw this character early on, like Julio's uh, dad dealt with this character when he was yeah, a little that's kid. Right.
1: That right. That was whenever he was rescued from the worm disease. That was the little kid that was walking him back and just kept on walking. Right. Kind of a Forrest Gumpian totally. uh, lifestyle.
0: Yes, yeah, so uh, we're back to Julio living with his mama, and they're almost indistinguishable. They could be a couple. Now, once again, this was something that, 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 you know, you may remember growing up is, was the, the, the single guy who's living with the mom, taking care of the mom that everybody says is gay and stuff like that. Like, there are plenty of those in uh, Homestead growing I up. I knew
1: those. And also, like, the um, single woman who basically moved in to take care of her parents. Yeah. And one passes and you end up with this, like, multi-generation of, of two older people. Uh, you know, a parent and a child. And, and I think uh,
0: in most cultures that that's, that's very much the norm, but it is always unique
1: here in the States. Yeah, it's, I think, one of the darker aspects of our uh, aging in this culture.
0: Yeah. Uh, but there goes Julio, man, just becoming a waif, very skinny. And then our, uh, our gay kid is coming back and uh, kind of reads the riot act to Julio. He's the, he knows that Julio's gay. It's the first time that it's ever explicitly mentioned when they have some, some interactions.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. You see Julio, um, you know, stop talking filth or you'll have to go. I don't know if that's not addressing his, his true nature or whatever, but I think it's also reflective of, like, man, 100 years ago, would be beat to death for, for that, you know? Yeah. And I mean, now, too, in some places. So it's interesting to see that generational differences right totally
0: and then uh we sort of end the story the way we began which is that thing that you hear about often where there's the regression to childhood or, or babydom you know you know you need somebody to take care of you when you're a certain old age in the same way as you did as a kid uh very explicit like we discovered that mama's still still around and she is uh she's 113 we have our uh, a little shrine to to our nurse lady. So we're, we're wrapping up that orc.
1: Yeah, she died uh, died from too much diet soda pop in Kuwait.
0: And look at Mama with with her son in the same bed. The phantoms of a hundred years of family there. A solitary crucifix above the bed. And Mama ushers off uh, Julio.
1: We we end. You as, see the, the the reverse from page one. Um, you know almost like it started that's how it ends what a masterpiece it is incredible it's such a literary consciously literary too you know like you see these themes of going away and home and isolation and all these different choices played out by several of these characters across generations it's a remarkable book one, yeah. one of the great graphic novels that i have read
0: absolutely man we looked at uh love and rockets five uh and it kind of came up in casual conversation uh, I think the, those first fifty issues of of Love and Rockets were were building to this place, where uh, Gilbert was able to accomplish a story with this kind of gravitas, this kind of magnitude. You run the risk of pretense trying to do stuff like this. Uh, with with almost any kind of work, you run you run that risk. And Gilbert, plenty of pages under his belt. I've always noticed a kind of like lack of. Uh, Self consciousness with the artwork. He will allow himself to kind of go wild with some, some of the designs and, and pieces that he would uh, draw. Just incredible comic. Uh, you're better for reading it. And the thing is, you read it once, it sticks with you forever. You will never meet somebody who says, I think I read Julio's Day. I, I, I don't think that that's possible.
1: Yeah, and you talk about avoiding pretense. It reminds me of A Drifting Life. Yeah. I remember reading that and like big moments would happen and we wouldn't linger on them. The next panel would just be whatever happened next, life goes on the next day. And and I remember like reading that. I think we even used to talk about this. Yeah. And it felt like, like the emotional part of these big moments would be inside of me because it was like, I need that on the page. Why are we not lingering on this? Why aren't we making it a bigger panel? And Gilbert does that quite a bit in Julio's day. Characters die, they go off to war. You know, giant things happen, but there's never like, extra weight placed on him, and I think that's one of the ways he's avo- he avoids pretension. Well said, man. You good to go, Jimmy? Yes.
0: Kayfabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell so that we can notify you when new videos are available. K Tober is still upon us, and these are your drawing prompts. Do not run out of steam. Make sure that whenever you post these images, you gotta tag us, you gotta at us, you gotta let us know that these drawings exist so that we can share, retweet them as much as possible, Signal boost your accounts, man. Get you some more followers, and uh, we get to enjoy your creative work. We're a daily YouTube channel, and with more than fifteen hundred videos in our coffers, you might not have seen everything. Go hit the little magnifying glass on the front page of the Cartoonist Cafe YouTube channel, and I've noticed you guys have been doing that because we've been getting some comments on some pretty obscure videos. So thank you so much for uh, digging into the the channel. Search for your favorite titles, check out those uh, comics, and uh, if we have not yet talked about your favorite comics yet you must let us know put something in the comments so that we can push those comics a little bit higher on our to read stacks
1: and whenever you find the favorite cartoonist or favorite comic book share those videos it's how we grow this channel we're not buying advertising elsewhere we rely on you guys to spread the good word yeah good call jimmy uh we have a patreon that uh you can directly support the
0: cartoonist kayfabe channel the king kayfabers on the patreon are hanging out with us right now they hang out with us uh every morning when we uh record our stuff uh they get a leg up on the kayfabe effect that way through the this private stream they have access to every video before anybody else and we always record one extra video so that when uh, jimmy and i decide to go on some travels We can still keep the daily content coming so as of this recording right now there might be about 25 videos that genpop has not seen so you could take advantage of that before we put those videos out live ultimately the videos are brought to you by the books that we make and before you is a small sample of our bibliography but jimmy let the people know what is
1: coming out soon My next book release is Street Angel, Princess of Poverty. This will be out in November from Image Comics. You can pre-order it now at your local comic shop or online, and we ask that you do that. This is an Image book, and they need to know how many of these to print, so let them know that you want a copy. I am also self-publishing zines and comic books lately. You see the BW zine here, 1986, and True Crime Funnies featuring non-fiction stories. These are all available on my website, jimrug.com or patreon.com slash jimrug. And uh, October 26th, I'm going to have a big holiday fall sale where you can stock up on this stuff and some of my other zines and minis that you may have missed. Hulk Grand Design is my contribution to the Grand Design mythos and basically out of print. So if your comic shop has a copy and you don't, you may want to pick that up sooner rather than later because Marvel Comics does not keep this stuff in print if you haven't picked up a Hulk Grand Design yet. They are getting more and more scarce, so grab those now while you can. October 17th,
0: the Hip Hop Family Tree omnibus hits bookstores. October 18th, it hits comic shops. Scoop this up, uh, about 75% of the print run has been accounted for. So we're playing with slim margins of which books are available right at this moment. Uh, So scoop it up sooner than later. It's the best book I've made. It's a 10-year anniversary of Hip Hop Family Tree. It's the 50th anniversary of Hip Hop as a Culture. And it's gift given time. It's time to start planning those Christmas presents. And uh, for the rap music lover in your life, especially if they don't know that this comic exists, this is going to blow their freaking minds. Uh, not the only holiday effort to come out in 2023. In November comes the X-Men Grand Design trade paperback. Uh, this is going to collect a trilogy of X-Men Grand Design comics that I put together. So when you're out there getting your orders for Street Angel Princess of Poverty, uh, go tell the shop that you want your Street, uh, your X-Men Grand Design Trilogy trade paperback as well. Uh, the There are a couple out-of-print volumes of that, so this will be your way to get them all inside of one handy paperback book. The focus the past couple of years has been Red Room, and there are three trade paperbacks of Red Room that will be out in total. Two are on the stands as we speak, Anti-Social Network and Trigger Warnings, Crypto Killers, is coming out in january and i do have to let you know that i've been uh, working on daily strips for the past uh for the past year it's called switchblade shorties and at my patreon you're going to be able to check those strips out before before uh, i start to release them on a daily basis beginning january 1st 2024 thank you all who are supporting the uh patreon at that level and reading these strips well ahead of time uh one of the gratifying things jimmy is that uh People are developing their favorite characters, which speaks to the ability to get different personality into those characters.
1: To get those characters over.
0: Yes, for sure. So uh, the books are the most important part to keeping the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel solvent and uh, functioning. But there are other ways to directly support Cartoonist Kayfabe,
1: and Jimmy, you could let the people know what those are. Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, mugs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video in the show notes. There you have it. The many ways to
0: support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. We thank you for your patronage. Jimmy, please give the people their final marching orders, and we'll be on our way. Read more comics.